Speaking of Travel is sponsored by the Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. And when you fly home, you're home. Plan your next trip at flyavl.com. Appalachian Realty. If you're looking for a home in Asheville and Western North Carolina, they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit AppalachianRealty.com. And Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus, built with the zero landfill promise. All waste is recycled or reused with more at PrestigeSubaru.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570 WWNC. Now, be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and sign up for the Speaking of Travel Travel Club to receive the latest in travel news and travel tips and so much more. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on that Speaking of Travel website and on the iHeartRadio app, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. And be sure to follow Speaking of Travel on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Well, I'm sure you all know by now that music is just one of life's most powerful and enlightening forces. And when we think about bringing people together Music just transcends and transports and connects and teaches us and uplifts us and bonds us with so much beauty and so much beautiful message. And I think it's really important right now that we all kind of stay on message and get to know musicians from all over, from all over the world. And, you know, today I want to really celebrate the fact that we're in what I think of as a golden age for women musicians. The landscape today just has this abundance of powerful, brilliant women's voices. And I'm so excited to have two such women who are shining a, they're shining a light for others to follow. And that is Madeline Besson and Katie Cole. And with me now is Madeline Besson. She has an artistic career that just flourished for decades across disciplines and so many continents. Madeline, it is a pleasure to have you on the show today. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Where are you? Let's get a point of entry for you now. I'm in Nashville in my home and my cat is going crazy. Oh, that's so sweet. It sounds very Nashville-like. So, Madeline, you're you're not from Nashville, right? No, I'm from uh, Paris, France. Oh, you're from Paris, France. So you're you're like yeah, a Paris, France r- native. Yeah, I was born there. I'm a Parisian unicorn. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> there's not many many of real Parisians like now. There's not many. Real Nashvilleians, apparently. So, yeah, I get it. I'm from Washington D.C., so I always consider myself a Washingtonian. 
Okay, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> tell me what it was like growing up in Paris, France. I mean, it's it's such a international hubbub. What was it like for you growing up there? Well, actually, I didn't grow. I mean, I grew up later, but I, I from two to seven years old, I lived in Los Angeles. Wow. So you went from um, Paris to Los Angeles? Yeah, and before I was in Switzerland, too, a little bit. It was short, but yeah. My my childhood was a lot of traveling involved. <laughs> it sounds like it. Well, you were right yeah. there in the hub of things, right? Yeah. So are you, you're also an actress in addition to being a, a song, singer-songwriter? Yes. Oh, tell us a little about that. Well, I, it was... You know, very it's something very natural natural for for me because I was raised in the theater and the cinema, um, and I had seen that you know all my childhood and all my life. Um, and then I I, I played in um, the sequel of um, Three Men and a Baby, the original one um, that my mother uh, direct wrote and directed, and I I did the. <laughs> The, the baby that's grown up 18, 18 years later, and that was um, the big movie I did, but then I did a lot of other stuff um, in the theater and in other movies and stuff, and but music was always um, the main um, focus for me. It was always coming back to that. Did you play an instrument at that time? Oh, yeah. I started violin when I was two years old. Oh, did you do the and little Suzuki method? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Oh. <laughs> that was it, yeah. I remember that well. That was in L.A., um, and they put a violin in my arms and told my mother that I needed to do violin because I had something going on there that was good. So oh, well, that's was so like, oh, yes, great. Let's do that. And <laughs> and so every every day for, I don't know, until I was, you know, maybe 14 or 15, I was obligated to do one hour of violin every day, which was not something I liked. Oh, I bet. <laughs> but I'm grateful now. It, you know, it's brought me so much. So, yeah. Wow. So you've had a lot of influences in your life, it sounds like. It, it sounds like your parents were artistic and definitely were paying attention to oh, yeah. what was going on and, and encouraged. And uh, who else was inspiring you as you were growing up? Um, I would say the biggest um, inspiration for me were the Beatles. Um, I discovered them when I was about, I don't know, maybe seven years old. And I was totally obsessed with them, and I, I wanted to do everything like them. I wrote songs like them. I <laughs> my favorite, my favorite game was to 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 have people when people were coming over at the house. I'd play a Beatles record, and I'd say, "You're Ringo Starr, you're George Harrison, you're John Lennon, and I'm Paul McCartney." I was always Paul McCartney. Um, and that was my favorite game for a long time. <laughs> That's so funny. Are you a left-handed bassist? No, not at all. <laughs> well, you could but still I be used him. To do it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, you traveled. You were doing all this, being an actress and doing all yeah. this work. And um, it sounds like you just were doing a lot of traveling at that time. And I was, yes. Yeah. Were you on your own? Were you doing it independently? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
So you were kind of like, well, I don't want to say a hobo by any means, but um, a vagabond. Maybe a vagabond. I was, I I mean, in Los Angeles, my mother was living there, and then I studied in uh, New York, and then I worked in Berlin um, uh, in the theater over there. Um, I I travel a lot, which I was alone, but then, you know, so I was also been with with family projects, also, you know. Yeah. So when did you get the aha moment that it was time to move to Nashville? Oh, that happened in um, 2014. So um, you'd been around and, for a while, huh? Huh? You had been around traveling around before you made that decision. Oh yeah. 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 I was I was already like leaving Paris before I made the decision to come back to the U.S. Um, I had come to L.A. in 2013. Um, I was just, I, I knew I wanted to leave Paris. Um, I just didn't know exactly where. And then a friend of mine, astrologer, um, a very dear friend of mine, she has special dices, and, and she asked the dices. I asked if I should go to L.A., and it was like, oh, not yet, not yet. And then, and then... I asked, well, why not Nashville? Because I'd heard, you know, there was a nice music scene there. I didn't know much about it, and I didn't know anybody there. Um, and she threw the dices, and the dices said yes. I love <laughs> I it. Definitely <laughs> need to go to Nashville. And, and so I you did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, kind of a crazy move. Everyone was like, why? But I knew that I needed to be here. Yeah. I really found a home here. So, yeah. Well, when we come back from the break, Madeline, I want to talk a little bit more about that kind of familiar energy that you had when you came to to Nashville and how your travels and your influences and your heroes and heroines all play okay. into who you are today. All right. Sounds good. Awesome. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm here today with women musicians, and I can tell you, Madeline Besson is rocking. We'll be back. Every window pane in this house is rattling. Every picture frame is falling, shattering. When you go, baby, when you stay, you make my world shake. Every story has its beginning, a starting point from which it wanders the long and winding road, weaving its way toward the final word. It is on this road where the greatest moments often lie, where memories are made, lessons are learned, and where experiences can be valued forever. Each story is a journey, blind to what lies ahead and conditioned by the road behind. While the destination may or may not be known, each journey is unique, unfolding in the moment and defined by those at the wheel. Regardless of where your journey takes you, it remains yours to create. Embrace the journey. Find your ride at PrestigeSubaru.com. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, 
Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars and let me see what spring is like Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. This is Marilyn Ball, your host, and I'm here today speaking with two incredible women musicians from Nashville. And we're here on the phone today with Madeline Besson. Madeline, thank you so much for being a part of our show today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, listen, so we've been talking about your influences and your travel and and what brought you to Nashville. Let's talk a little about your music now. Tell me a little about yeah. your new album and what's coming up and, and how you're creating this magic. <laughs> um, this, um, this album really was very intimate uh, for me, because it was telling the story of, of this transition I made to come to to Nashville, leaving you know all my friends, my family, my career uh, behind, and and kind of starting afresh and new to, in a place that I, I really didn't know at all when I first came, and that was that was a um, a bold move, but but I I knew that I needed to do it, and. These songs really talk about, you know, how I, what it, what, what came up for me, how it felt to, to uproot everything and to, to go to a place that is estranged, but at the same time um, feels totally like home. So that was what I wanted to, to say, you know, that, that wherever we are, it sounds trivial, but it is true. <laughs> you know, wherever we are, it's our home. That's that's what's most important. Um, but it's also that national, I, I really had the space to find my sound musically, you know. And yeah. So are you doing a lot of collaboration? Um, so this album I, I recorded with um, Dave Coleman, and we were just the two of us in the studio. Um, and I really wanted that. Um, it, I didn't plan that, but it happened, and I was really happy that it did. We were just the two of us doing all the instruments um, in his studio in Nashville. And um, now I'm I'm expanding and, and playing with different musicians and and um, writing with other people, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, there are some collaborations for sure. Nice. Well, you know, one, one of your songs with you, um, yes. I feel like it, it just shines a light on breaking down barriers. And that's something that yes. is a theme here on Speaking of Travel, uh, breaking down barriers. Could you talk a little bit about how that even came to your psyche? Um, 
this song, I was in the kitchen, and I, I, it had been like maybe a couple, three days um, of trying to get this last song into the <laughs> into the channels, um, and nothing was coming out at all. And all of a sudden, I just kind of let go, and I was cooking, and and it just came out, came up like the melody, just all of a sudden. Um, and I started, you know, writing it, and, and then some lyrics started to come, too. Um, and it was very simple, and I hadn't, I'd never really written that way uh, for that song. And it just all came out so quickly. Generally, for me, it, it takes me, you know, a little bit of time. But this one was just so rapidly coming out. And what and, do you um, think that was? Um, I don't know. I think it just, it, it was like I, I let go, and it came um, I think something like that happened, and um, also the, for me, the song is, is really about um, that we're all connected. You know, um, with you is is with all of us. <laughs> it's it's not someone in particular. Well, it is, but it isn't. It's like knowing that we're all connected, and that even through hard times, we're we're. We're never alone, basically. That's what it's saying. We are never alone. Even when we feel so, so alone, it's, we're never alone. But it's, a, it's, it's something to, uh, yeah, <clears throat> to, that's not always easy to <laughs> perceive when we are very much alone. But it's, it's a truth that I found, yeah. And it's the truth that you're sharing with others through through yeah. your music. And um, so, where are you performing now? Where do you go out and and travel? Well, I just performed at um, the Barry Vault in Nashville, and I'm going to be singing at uh, Kimbrough's Pick and Parlor um, in Franklin, Tennessee. I'm going to be driving over there. <laughs> A little bit of a road trip, be, huh? Yeah, it's okay. It's not too much. <laughs> but it's um, it's um, going to be at 9 p.m. on Thursday, the 17th of January. Well, that'll be fun. I, I, I'm really in awe, Madeline, of hearing you talk about um, uh, your, your journey throughout uh, your life, really, from birth to now and uh, being able to so fluidly, it seems sometimes, to have your thoughts and your, your soul come out like that. <laughs> well, it's maybe a, some practice to, <laughs> to be able to say it. It's not easy, but I'm, I'm starting to, to, you know, being a, just open up and, and say what really is. But yeah. And, and these songs in this album are really, um, I've really tried to be as authentic as I could be with how I felt about this, you know, journey home, really, um, journey to back to the heart. So, yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. I would songs. say you did. <laughs> <laughs> so, Madeline, how can people get in touch or tune in and, and be connected to you and to your music? Well, I'm very active on um, Instagram and uh, Facebook, um, and there's my website, madelinebesson.com, 
And I'm doing this uh, awesome thing that is called Patreon. Uh, and I'm starting my channel on Patreon uh, in February. So you can check me out there. And, and um, it's a wonderful um, platform to support musicians and artists and, you know, painters and all sorts of artists. Um, and basically it's, um, you know, you, you pledge every month a certain amount and for support and you get music and art in return and it's you become a patron of arts, which is, I think, a wonderful thing to do. I do. I, I support some people there on Patreon and I'm going to, so I'm going to be doing that, opening up that channel and sharing my music with people and, and covers and, and how, you know, I write my songs and, 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 uh, all kinds of things like that. It's going to be fun. It sounds so much fun. And you're really out there, um, uh, being a role model and, and what I was saying earlier about this abundance of brilliant women's voices out there and yours is one of them. And I'm, I'm really, it's such a pleasure to talk to you, Madeline. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to talk to you, Madeline. (laughs) Well, we will stay in touch. It's Madeline Besson. Why don't you spell that for us? All right, I will. M-A-D-E-L-E-I-N-E, and then last name is B-E-S-S-O-N. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Madeline. It's really been such a pleasure, and I look forward to following you and following your music, and keep on rocking. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It was a great pleasure to be here with everyone and 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 to talk to you. Thank you. You bet. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. We'll be back with Katie Cole. She'll be uh, also speaking to us today. So... We'll be back. All we have is right now. All we feel is each other. You say you want love. Come and get it. Standing right in front of you just waiting for your touch. This is Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport, and I have a travel tip for you today. When does your trip begin? When you leave home or when you arrive at your destination? It can be a great transitional time to mentally determine that your trip starts once you enter the airport. Plan a little extra time so you're not rushed and treat your time at the airport as the start to a great adventure. Many airports, small to large, offer interesting amenities. Visit your airport's website before you arrive so you have an idea of things to do or see. Some fun amenities that are popping up at airports across the globe include internationally acclaimed restaurants, art galleries, yoga studios, workout facilities, full spas, movie theaters, 
shopping malls, and don't forget airline VIP lounges. You can often purchase a day pass. Right here at Asheville Regional Airport, we offer a curated art gallery featuring artists from Western North Carolina, pop-up music concerts by local musicians, and a great restaurant. And hey, if nothing else, plan a little extra time to pop into the bar and enjoy a local beer before your flight. Thanks for listening to this tip from Asheville Regional Airport. When you fly home, you're home. Any real estate company's success is a reflection of its attention and care provided to its clients. Appalachian Realty Associates are proven to have the best agents around. And if you're looking for a place in Asheville and Western North Carolina, they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Every story has its beginning, a starting point from which it wanders the long and winding road, weaving its way toward the final word. It is on this road where the greatest moments often lie, where memories are made, lessons are learned, and where experiences can be valued forever. Each story is a journey, blind to what lies ahead and conditioned by the road behind. While the destination may or may not be known, each journey is unique, unfolding in the moment and defined by those at the wheel. Regardless of where your journey takes you, it remains yours to create. Embrace the journey. Find your ride at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like. Welcome to Travel. This is Marilyn Ball, your host. We're having a really special show today. Um, I've got these two really wonderful women musicians on the show. We just spoke with Madeline Besson in Nashville. We're going to be speaking with Katie Cole in Nashville. But I want to reiterate that the landscape today just is so powerful with these brilliant women's voices and there's just an abundance, it seems now, and I'm so excited to to be a part of it. And Katie Cole is here with us from Nashville. She's an Australian-born singer-songwriter. She's a, a touring keys player for the Smashing Pumpkins. Katie Cole, welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me on. You bet. So, Katie, you're Australian. What is that like? Ah, well, in Nashville, I get interrupted a lot when I'm just starting to say who I am or if I'm in the grocery store and just trying to find some bread. It's like, where are you from? <laughs> like, <laughs> just, I'm just Australian. But I, I suppose it stands out a lot in uh, the South. Uh, I did live in Los Angeles for a few years prior, and nobody seemed to care as much, I suppose, but um, I... I will take it. I will take being different, and there's a very big difference between being Australian and being American. Uh, Well, give us a couple of differences I'd like to hear, because then we can talk about similarities. Well, I suppose um, the things that uh, stood out the most when I first moved to Los Angeles is people didn't understand a lot of what I was saying. Um, Sometimes it was terminology. Sometimes it's just because Australians tend to talk pretty fast and run their sentences together until we finish our thought. Um, I've learned to slow down a fair bit and just switch out certain words so that people know I want a soda rather than a soft drink or, 
you know, I'll say ketchup now instead of tomato sauce. There's lots of little words that, like, all Australians or Kiwis or New Zealand people know just to switch out because people look at you like you're insane. That is so funny. So, Katie, when did you come from Australia to uh, L.A.? You went there first? Yes, I did. I um, I came over to record... Um, I had a, one of one of my favorite producers actually ended up reaching out to me, and I was like, "What?" So I made the trip over to Los Angeles to start recording, and came over a couple of times and realized I needed to move. So that was at around 2010. And then I was there for um, a couple of years and started to hear word of uh, Nashville. So I started making trips over to Nashville for songwriting and fell in love with the, the, the town, the people, the landscape, the culture, and I moved here. I've been here for almost three years now. That's a, that's a big move, uh, going from Australia and then to L.A. and then to Nashville. Were you, I, I guess you were doing music when you were in Australia? Yes. I mean, I've always been a musician, um, whether it's been just a live musician or touring musician. I was also a songwriter there, too, um, but I always kind of knew that I'd end up in America. Um, all my favorite, all my favorite artists. I'm one of those people that reads liner notes for every every one of my favorite records, just to know why I like what I like. Um, so all my favorite records were pretty much made in Los Angeles. So I had a feeling I might end up there at some point, but you never really plan on how to do that when you're really across the other side of the world in the future. <laughs> I get it. I don't really know how you're going to do that, but when I had an opportunity to come over to record, I just kind of, you know, jumped at it and, and went, okay, just just go. And once I actually landed in Los Angeles, then my first couple of uh, recording sessions were in, um, like, the world-famous Henson Studios, and Tracy Chapman was down the hall, Michelle Branch was down the hall, and these really iconic um, session musicians were just wandering around the facility, and I had one of those, oh, my God, sort of moments and realized that I probably needed to be there um, on the ground in America, and I you know, picked up to move, and it was a yeah, very big move. It's not easy to... There's a lot of red tape and a lot of stress and a lot of all that stuff, um, but... You know, there's there's never never a wrong time to start again in your life, and you know, travel is something I really love, and I, you know, sort of jumped at the opportunity just to start, you know, start something new and learn something new and really start my career. That says so much, and and being able to pay attention to that and say, you know what, I'm going to jump into this. I don't know where it's going to go, but I'm jumping in, and then boom, here you are, and you were making it pretty big. You were doing some big things. Tell us about that. Well, weirdly enough, I first moved to Los Angeles to then get my music onto national UK radio, so go figure. (laughs) (laughs) I moved to America to then have some success in the UK, Um, so I then booked myself some trips out to uh, London to do some shows because BBC Radio 2, which is one of the biggest stations in the UK, were playing my music. Um, So I was like, oh, my God, go, just go. Again, one of those, just just work it out and just go. Um, But I... I suppose I, I don't know, you have to be a little bit uh, fearless slash courageous slash delusional to be a musician just to think that you can 
you know, change the world with a song. And sometimes you can. Sometimes you truly can. And sometimes it's just the, the struggle and the endeavor to create something unique to you. Um, so I've been a, a touring musician um, with the Smashing Pumpkins on and off uh, since uh, 2015 was my first tour. Um, I actually was asked to uh, open up the uh, a sort of acoustic slash electric tour that um, the band were doing. So I was like, yes, I don't know how I'm going to make this happen, but yes, I'll do that. Um, and that continued on to, well, do you also want to play bass during our set? And I was like, sure. <laughs> then that evolved into the tour uh, the following year, which was a bigger leg of the same tour being, do you want to play bass on this tour? And it was okay. And then last, uh, last year, for a good chunk of the year, we did an arena tour and I was playing keys. Um, I play a lot of instruments. Clearly, my primary instrument is I'm a vocalist and guitarist. Probably then a keyboard player, then a bass player, and then anything else you want to throw at me, I'll have a go at. Um, <laughs> pretty versatile, I suppose. Um, but we played an arena tour of more than 40 dates um, in America, North America, some, some dates in Europe, and I, I started to rack up the audience uh, capacity for the entire thing. And I think I almost played to half a million people last year, which is insane. Well, Katie, you set your intention on seeing if you could make change in the world and you have been able to be in front of a big part of the world. That says a lot. Yes, I've managed to have a couple of those bucket list checks in my career. Uh, Even if it's been, I mean... Yes, I'd like to play as an artist and play my music in some of these venues, but I've played at the the Mother Church, the Ryman, I've played at um, Wembley, I've played I've played a sold out show at Madison Square Garden. I've had these these bucket list checks, which are, you know, who knew that this this girl from Australia would end up doing this stuff? And I didn't know how do you plan for that. You, you kind of don't, but I just try and say yes to. Um, opportunities when they come along, even if I'm not sure is how it's going to take place, just, you know, be brave and go for it. Well, Katie, you are a woman after my own heart. And when we come back from the break, I want to talk more about your music and where, where, uh, I don't know, the depth of where you go when you, when you're putting together songs and so much more. You, I am just so excited, Katie Cole, to have you on the show today. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. We're, we're having a wonderful show here today and, and talking with Katie Cole. She's talking to us from Nashville, um, Australian-born, and talking to us from Nashville. This is great. We'll be back with Katie Cole. This is Marilyn Ball. It's a long road I'm on to get me here when all the lights have gone but the stars So I won't follow them Wherever they lead me, dear Far away, far away from your heart How do I justify What I have done These are words that I may never And carry on When the heart When the heartache came mine 
Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. Every story has its beginning, a starting point from which it wanders the long and winding road, weaving its way toward the final word. It is on this road where the greatest moments often lie, where memories are made, lessons are learned, and where experiences can be valued forever. Each story is a journey, blind to what lies ahead and conditioned by the road behind. While the destination may or may not be known, each journey is unique, unfolding in the moment and defined by those at the wheel. Regardless of where your journey takes you, it remains yours to create. Embrace the journey. Find your ride at PrestigeSubaru.com. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on... Hi, this is Marilyn Baugh with Speaking of Travel, and I am excited to be here talking to Katie Cole, an Australian-born singer-songwriter, but so much more. You're, you just have your own brand of melodies, Katie. I think that's something special about you. Do, do you feel that comes from just all the influences that you've had in your career? Oh, absolutely. I I really was lucky to be brought up in a very sort of musical environment where I was exposed to varieties and different genres and everything from the Beatles to Aretha Franklin to Pink Floyd. <laughs> it sort of it all goes in there and I've sort of started to work out what I like melodically and what I like um, musically and um, I'm at that point in my career where the songs that I write, I like to really challenge what I'm doing and try and create something different. Well, you've certainly had some great influences ahead of you who were setting that bar and, and going out and, and doing just that. Tell us a little bit about um, your touring days when you were with Glenn Campbell. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan, and also Chris Christofferson saw him at Merlefest last year. Tell us about those tours. Well, I... I don't, I mean, I, I still don't know how these things have happened to me or have happened to them or whichever order it comes in, but I, I've been lucky enough to um, open up some shows for Glenn Campbell um, when I first moved to the States. And I was also in the studio and I was um, the only female vocalist on his Ghost on the Canvas record. And I, out of the times that I've met him and saw him and played um, shows with him, I just learned so much about just how to be like the ultimate musician because Glenn Campbell's history was with the Wrecking Crew and just being a session musician as well as being this incredible vocal uh, icon. I I was always just very humbled to be around his presence and I, I, it, it sort of helped me to learn about um, the history of American country music as well. And uh, my last record that I put out before my current record, um, my producer 
while working on a record with Chris Christopherson, asked if he would potentially be interested in lending a background vocal to one of my songs, and the song was called Penelope, and the heavens parted and things happened, and that ended up taking place. So two absolute, um, I don't know if you could even call them just icons, but just icons in music in every way I've managed to be associated with and. That, uh, that's just been an incredible thing. Nobody gets to have these things happen, but, I, yeah, I'm super grateful. Absolutely. I mean, just the magic that must have been happening to, and to be there. I feel like I just have my six degrees of separation just talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm very, I'm very lucky, and um, as Chris, Christopherson, uh, Chris Christopherson is definitely one of those uh, songwriters that is really the epitome and end game for any songwriter to be writing these intense, raw, you know, deeply uh, honest lyrics um, and songs that all these other artists have then subsequently covered his material. And that's, you know, one of my goals as a songwriter is to have somebody look back at my body of work and go, you know what, I want to do an interpretation of this song. So that's something I kept in mind while writing my um, current EP was just to write songs that I thought not not only could people relate to, but would somebody else hear this and be like, this song really speaks to me. I also want to record this song. So I tried to be raw and honest and open and relatable, but not hold back on um, the content of what I was actually talking about. So it's everything from heartbreak to substance abuse to love to everything i just i just let let it all sort of out there and didn't didn't edit myself this time around i think that that sort of separates what i've been doing recently to what i've done in the past well give me an idea of of where your head is when you're doing that like are you sitting in nature or you at a desk or you in a hotel how do these moments of raw authentic you uh come out um, honestly, as a songwriter, I have different processes. Sometimes it's a melody that comes to me. Sometimes it's the song title. Sometimes I'll have a concept and it'll literally, literally just sit in my phone in like the voice memo section or just the notes section of my phone for six months to a year. And I'll be sitting down with a guitar or a piano and just go, oh my God, that's that thing I was thinking about. Well, that's and just connecting the dots that way. Sometimes I'll have a song title, but it's just a song title. And as soon as I've written a bit of a melody, I know immediately, I know exactly what to do with that song title, and I know exactly where it's going. And and sometimes it, for me, especially this record, I really did edit, rewrite, and rewrite what I'd rewritten <laughs> to make sure that I was making things as uh, deliberate, uh, truthful but impactful at the same time and I, I took the time I actually took a year to write the songs um, I ended up write, uh, recording a full record and I'm splitting it up into either will either be the two EPs or I'm going to combine them all into a record but to have really that full thought and um, that took a long time to write uh, I, that's probably the longest amount of time I've, ta- I've taken to actually write something for myself but I'm happy I took the time and uh, no regrets well, no regrets is another big part of what we're talking about, too, right? I mean, yeah, 
Very much so. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's really great because we're able to um, have an understanding and an affirmation even that taking your time, getting in touch with yourself um, – you know, th- your process of songwriting is as important a message as the words and the music that are coming out in that process. And that's a big thing. Oh, ab- absolutely. absolutely. I, once I knew um, where I was going to go with the songs that I'd written this time around, for instance, a song called Graceland that's on um, on the album I co-wrote with a friend of mine called Sam Brooker, and we wrote the song, and it was simple, and it was just on guitar, and once I worked out that I wanted it to have a little bit more of a soul and gospel sort of flavor, I really wanted to sort of take from influences like Otis and 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 people from like a Motown sort of era, because I knew I wanted to put brass section, you know, brass section in the song and gospel vocals. Then I worked out that I needed to rewrite and actually rewrite a section where the brass section could really... Elevate. So I rewrote the song to include a section in the center of the song that has a moment where it really shifts gears and shifts keys and has this elevating moment, then comes back into the song. And that's, I, I once I knew where I was going to go with production with certain songs, I took that approach again and rewrote sections to make them make sense to where I knew they would end up musically. And yeah, that's a really complex process. It took <laughs> it a lot is. of time, but it, it, it for me, it, I, I don't think I'd want to do things differently from that way again because it turned out so much better. Well, tell us about this out al- this newest album that you have out. When it what it's called, where people can find it. Give us some of some of that information. Oh yeah, yeah, that's probably helpful. Um, <laughs> the, the new EP is called Things That Break Part One, and uh, I've got a couple of singles off that. I've actually released a couple of live videos. Um, from that so you can find the live videos um, I did live studio versions of a few songs on my YouTube channel pretty much everything is Katie Cole official for me so katiecoleofficial.com is my website and everything on YouTube is Katie Cole official Instagram is Katie Cole official Facebook is Katie Cole official except for Twitter which is Katie Cole music because I have that tick and I can't change the name now um, but that's alright um, but you can stream you can buy I have physical copies of both uh, this record and also my previous previous albums um, for sale on my website too. So if you and also if you like vinyl, my last album's in vinyl too. I love the vinyl. I'm a big fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Madeline, thank Me you. Too. I, I oh, love yeah. it. Oh, absolutely. I can't thank you enough. I'm looking forward to getting to know you better, seeing you in person. Anytime you're in Asheville, North Carolina, you'd be sure and contact me. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'd love to. That would be great. And I want to thank you, too, because like I said in the very beginning and that what this show is so much about is women who are, you know, who are making a difference, who are powerful and, and have a voice. And you do. And I thank you so much for sharing that and being a part of this brilliant golden age that we're going into. Let's cheer us on. Absolutely. I love it. Thank you so much for including me within this uh, this segment. I so appreciate it and just love what you're doing. It's just wonderful. Thank you, Katie. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel. This is a great week to get out and listen to music and listen to Madeline Besson and Katie Cole. Um, just get carried away. And remember, as you go down your path... Be open, say yes, be brave, and remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. 